and welcome to the God is a Geek podcast episode 481. We're getting up there, we're getting right up there. Um, and yeah, my name's Adam Cook and I'm joined by the biggest cast we've had this year, I think. So rather than just, you know, introduce everyone one by one and potentially mess things up, I'm just going to say, hello gang, how are you? Introduce yourselves for a change. Why don't you do that, huh? Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hmm? Um, I'm Mick. I'm from Kettering. I like walks in the park and. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is why you. This is why you do it. You left us floundering. You just have to speak. Uh, I forgot my name for a minute. You know. You forgot your name. <laughs> you forgot your name. Okay. I'm... Hello, everybody. My name is Roger Armitage. Roger Armitage. Roger Armitage. I'm 86, happily single, ready to mingle. I'm Frank Trojan, retired porn star. <laughs> Frank, Frank Trojan. Trojan. That's a great point. Frank name. Trojan. Is that what you do on the side? Wow. Well, <laughs> AKA. Not anymore. I'm retired. <laughs> Games. Games. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is a game, isn't it, everybody? That's a video game that is out. Oh, well, by the time people watch this, it <laughs> will be out. Mm. I'm actually quite interested to see what other people thought of this because I haven't really talked to anyone about my problems with it. But, um, like, it looks wonderful. Like, it's a very beautiful game, and the, the developers have done a great job of incorporating the kind of Japanese folklore and making it all look very pretty and whatnot. But the, the 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 how did people find the movement in this game? Just out of curiosity, before I carry on, the movement because I find it quite slow and a bit clumbersome at times, or well, a lot of the time. I think, like, I, I was talking to Adam about this. I feel like it, it, it is in the sense that you're not some sort of ninja assassin, but I feel like that this game wouldn't work if if like you could like dodge out of the way and really slickly move around the enemies and stuff, because that's not what it's about. You're, I mean, the story is, as you know, is around like the, this average Joe Akito just getting kind of pulled into something that, you know, he, 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 uh, he's, he's not a part of. And I think this, for me, the fact that the combat is in first person and there isn't those kind of slick movement mechanics means that it is a challenge. Otherwise, the combat would be completely pointless if you could, like, lock on, dodge, strafe, all that sort of stuff. So I I didn't find it cumbersome, really. Um, there, were, there are a couple of times you get kind of stuck in corners and stuff, but not to the point where, like, it's, it's a problem. Uh, but I, I'm guessing you feel differently, which is why you brought it up. Fair enough, yeah. I'm just... Uh... I don't know. I just think with games like Deathloop and Dying Light, I expected it to feel a bit better moving around and using all these abilities quite fluidly, and I never felt that. But then maybe that's just me. It's clearly just me, I think. Um, I was quite... See, I was quite looking forward to it until I started to see reviews of it, not necessarily because of the scores or even what was written, but like our video review, um, which I think... Did I put that together? I think I put it together. And I was when I was watching the footage of that, when I was when I was doing the video, and I and I and it it looked like the sort of game where 
I thought, I, I, like, I'm, I'm reading the words and I'm looking at the footage and I haven't got a clue how that game would feel without playing it, if you know what I mean. Because it just looks like one minute it's really like just a guy running around fairly empty streets and then all of a sudden it's a guy fucking whipping shit and, and I, it, it, looks, <laughs> it looks kind of mad. But at the same time, it also looked kind of ploddy. Like, it looked, it looked a bit, I, I thought it looked a bit dull. Obviously, I haven't played it. Ploddy, so... ploddy is a great word, actually. Mm. I, 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 I find it a bit ploddy. The thing is, I'm not, I'm not down on it because obviously I liked it. Because I, I gave it an eight, was it? Yeah, you don't yeah, remember. You an eight. <laughs> no, it's, I've had to play a lot recently. All right, I, I forgot where no. I am. Um, it's but fair. It's fair. It's fair. like, there's some. Right, let's just take take away the movement and all that bollocks for now. Mm. Like the the um, <laughs> take away the game. Take away just the, a the guy in the middle of the road. <laughs> no, <laughs> like there's, the there's some really like the story itself mm. is middle of the road, but the like a lot of the stuff indoors because the city it's not it's big and you, you can move around quite freely and that, but yeah. it is still quite constricted and not in a bad way. But like when you have to go in like buildings and do certain quest mm. like quest lines. There's some really great design choices, especially when it goes a bit, a bit weird and a bit kind of dreamlike. Like there's 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 a, an area where you like newspapers start to cover doors and it all starts mm. to go a bit weird. And then there's other bits where you like in a painting, in a painting, in a painting, a bit like an like an Asher drawing with the staircases. It's very kind of well designed in that sense. And like there's a lot of like. It's a really good-looking game, I think. Yes. Uh, and Yeah, it, I feel like... So I, we talked about this like last week. We were talking about it in a preview sense. Like, it's... You know, there are moments in this game where, like, it goes almost, like, a little bit horror, a little bit sort of, like, Bloober Team or, like, Manifold yeah, Garden, even, at times. And you're like, this is cool. Like, when it, like, just kind of mm. throws a bit of caution to the wind and, like, just goes goes a bit bit crazy i mean the game's the a little bit crazy but you know like really like in those indoor bits in the like say in the interiors where it just sort of i don't know just suddenly go i'm just gonna flip shit on its side because i can why not now right is down and you just got to deal with it you know it just and it's it's those moments are really good and i find those bits really interesting and the thing that i found with it is that i was almost disappointed when i wasn't doing that sort of stuff because that stuff was so good you wanted it and to lean really into clever that, yeah. in places, like you say, but it was also quite sparse. And I, well, I think it's it depends how you play this game. I think that's you mentioned this a lot in your <laughs> review. The main story isn't the longest story in the world, but there is a lot of additional side mm. content, collectibles, exploring all of that stuff. Some great gods and gods, go and have a look. Um, but like, if you and if you play this game, like you're going to do the main story and all the side stuff, then you'll probably find that a lot of that um, weirdy stuff is quite spread out because mm. some of the side, a lot of side missions don't, don't include that. Whereas don't I think you if find you the, the side story... missions have got like a load of character. Like that's something I really enjoyed. Yeah, they no, reminded no. me of the Yakuza games, yes. if I'm honest. With like I said, I think I said that in the pod with, with a bit less humor, maybe, but I don't think the humor would quite come across. It, you know, no, I, I think you're right. I think the the way it like so they're all very separate stories, and what it all boils down to is like when you when you like Hoover up the spirits with your yeah. paper doll, 
like you can hear them talking and they're like yes. it's really tragic like there's a little girl crying for a mum there's like someone who's fallen off a building and it's all like quite heavy going and that's when the side missions come in is that they're all very diverse in what the actual job is of the side quest but you do it does build character and you you although mm. there aren't npcs walking around ever you do find out a lot about shibuya in this district in Tokyo, just through really side quests. That's one of the, like, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I read every review. I tend to, I don't actually read as much as I used to. I don't have time. I was probably all the same. But one thing I did see, one sort of criticism I saw in a few different places was, oh, the world's a bit empty. I, it, it's, that's intentional. Like, it has to be, otherwise the st- for I also th- don't agree that it is. No, but I, I, I just think it's a very strange criticism because, like, well, I think, well, yeah, the, the nature to, to, just of the to explain, story is that it's empty yeah, to, to explain, you're like the last person alive. Like everyone yeah. else in your area is is gone, spirit form, blah blah blah. So, I think, I mean, obviously that one, that's definitely an in story intent. But two, I, I don't want to sort of seg into Elder Ring, but I remember someone in our Discord saying that they wished that. And I've seen this in other places, like Bloodborne. I've seen this for, I've seen this for oh, lots of From games, where people wish they could turn the combat off and just explore this world with like zero jeopardy and just really look at what they're doing. Now, I'm not saying that Ghostwire Tokyo does that because there is combat, but I really appreciate. Like, I, I like how the verticality is introduced. I like once you understand how that verticality works, how much you can move around. I don't think. I don't think I quite agree with Chris, although I understand Chris White, sorry, Chris White, um, in terms of the movement. But I think I leaned more towards what Chris Hyde said in that if you were like this ninja, I think it would trivialise it. It would be too easy. I do understand what he's saying, though, because the first mm. thing I did within, like, I started the game, and the first thing I did was up the speed of movement for the camera because it felt incredibly slow to move. But I've had this feeling before. It tends to be these first-person Bethesda games where I feel that in my mind, this was made for a PC, wasn't it? Where you've got direct control with the mouse. And I often feel that way in these kind of games where they were designed... I mean, they're made on PC, but I feel like it was designed to be played on a PC with a mouse, whereas when when you pick up a controller, you have to find your sweet spot. Um, which isn't to excuse it, because let's face it, this you know it's a PS5 exclusive, it will sell. Um... I don't know. I just I... It, it will it will sell because yeah. I think um, people need to listen to us when we talk because <laughs> it's not an it's not an op- it's not it's not an open world built no. for exploration. It's not that ca- and it's not massive. I think, but it's not like filled with like no. You don't you're not traveling for hundreds of meters. It, it's like it's quite compact. Like they, they kind there of don't make games like this do. anymore. No, they're, they kind of, they're kind of like the, the, it's the five to six hour indie, or it's the massive open world. I mean, look at every game this this year that people have talked lots about. Horizon, Elden Ring. These are massive, massive games, and this is that somewhere in the middle game. This is that mm-hmm. kind of like like the Tomb Raider reboots, where they're kind of twelve hours, but thirty if you want to do everything. And I would be really sad to see that go because I kind of dig that. It does feel uh, it feels a little bit like the B tier game at times, it, it, not visually, I should say, not visually, but in terms of you know, yes, it's Bethesda. You, you can't go, oh, and that means it's first party because it's Xbox because this was long before Xbox. But like, 
there are a lot of re- recurring voice lines. For example, yeah. like, I don't know if you guys mm. noticed that. Like, yeah, there are yeah. a lot of the the same voice line. They're like it's one of those where six years ago you might have gone. It's a shame they didn't record like another three sort of takes for that moment. Mm. Uh, but they didn't. You jump, when you, you, you when you jump on a car, it's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. What if the person's mm. still alive? You'd have your guts for garters. Yeah, he that doesn't kind of say stuff. that. No, but... like, I wish you did. Oh, if it was sitting <laughs> it'd be amazing in the north, if you did. But, be... Yeah, but like there is a lot of repetition, <laughs> and it's but like it really is. There really is a lot to do, and yeah, it is eight eight hours. I would say eight to nine hours. You could probably complete the main story in, but there there was about twenty ish hours. I'll. I think I put in about 17 overall, and that was with all the side quests, all the statues of Jizz, all the um, all all the shrines and the the Tory gates, which are really cool. Um, finding all the beads. Jesus, <laughs> don't know why that makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. But, yes, you do. Well, I do. But I, I, I know why that makes you laugh. It, yeah, it shouldn't. But no, I I like it, and I I, I liked it. Not a lot, but I enjoyed I just, it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a. It, do you know what, man? I think it's a really odd time for that game. Mm. I, if it were like a ten out of ten, you'd be, you know, we'd be just like there would be no middle ground here where we're all sort of arming and in. But like when you actually think about it, like what an odd time for that game to come out now. Really, it's like it's like our water with everything spoiled. else that's, that's around. We've now. been really spoiled with two big games, and it's kind of come just after them, and like I'm. I just yeah, I just felt spoiled because of Elden Ring, more recently I guess, and how mm. perfect that is, you know. So, so you it's, 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 it's... go on. Sorry. So you haven't had a chance to talk about Elden Ring, so we may as well because we, apart from Lyle, everyone's still playing it, so we may as well use this as our Elden I just, Ring moment. I, yeah, I didn't want to like dwell on it too much, but I like I just wanted to say I've put about well, I've put a lot of time in, and hours and hours, and it's shit. Fair enough. No, it's not really. It's it's one of the best, potentially the best game. What are you doing? One of the best games <laughs> I have played in years. Like it, honestly, really? Like, it, 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 yes, yeah, mate. I find it incredibly special. Like I, I, I go to bed and I'm thinking about it. I'm planning at work, like just like what, like what I want to do next, where I want to go. Um, how I remember to, that feeling. Like I'm just, just incredible, man. And I'm, I have, I'm basically, I don't want to, I've killed the giant, the fire giant. What? Good lad. Good lad. Good lad. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Good lad. Go on. <laughs> go on. Hey, you can get off, it's fine. Go on. Um, so, so I've got to that point, but now I don't want to go further. I, I've, so I'm basically in the consecrated snowfields now, just smooching around and doing all that. But I've really kind of, I feel like I've perfected the build, and like what, I'm getting all these. What, what, what you get, getting all these like, weapons. What, are you, what is your build? I'm playing astrologer. Okay, good lad. Full on, full on mage astrologer. Like I've, I've put in. I'm about seventy three on intelligence now. Holy See, the nerfs shit. really fucked my build. The nerfs really they destroyed my hang, build. Hang I had on. to go. And... Let's just sorry, seventy three intelligence. Yeah. Chris Hyde, what are you at? Uh, well, I respect for Night and Flame, didn't I? So, of but you course weren't I did, there. You weren't it. 75. You were, like, you were high. 
I was with with the um, with the items. I was about seventy three. Yeah, with all like you know. Jesus, you get extra... I just need to summon you two guys in and stand behind you. Like one of you can be like the human shield, and the other one can fire off your magic, and I'll be fine. Yeah, like even though like there are times where I go somewhere and like you just batter everyone. I'm, I've gone back like with the snowfields. I'm not struggling there, but it's tough. Like mm. that that still remains no matter where you are and whatever level you are. There's still that challenge that yeah, like at its core that front See, I challenge. See, I haven't struggled in the bits between bosses until crumbling Barra Missoula, which is which just is that after yeah, the giant that, by any chance? That's, yeah. that's yeah, after the giant. You, you like, just sit bosses, in a corner, Adam. We'll talk. We'll let the, the big bosses boys talk. have been like seriously that the story bosses have been. I mean. Christ, the, the story bosses have been nailing me and it's taken me a long time to get through every single one of them. But the, the actual areas, I didn't really struggle until, yeah, Farrah Missoula. That, that took me a little while to get through. Those The enemies in there are a little bit stocky, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 any night in this game, it yeah. fucks me. <laughs> I just can't. I can't fight the knights. I, I find that all the I'm knights good have if abilities. I can get on yours. Well, yeah, That's but it. I find all these yeah. knights every night, and I mean every night in this game has like um, their attacks seem to close the distance. Like all of yeah, their attacks yeah. feel designed that whereas you might be swinging away or whatever or, or pinging your magic, their attacks every one of them feels like that if they thrust, they then kind of come forward towards you and some. Like it feels like two attacks and they are in your business and you can't actually get away quick enough so i think that's where like people talked about the magic being overpowered i think that's one of the elements there because you can you know well see i was bitching them with night and flame well and you might they, be saying that but that after the giant you see uh... the, cha- the whole <laughs> game changes after the, the, giant the worst battle. the worst boss for me is has been the giant the fire giant like mm. in terms well, that's of some comfort struggling it, yeah it's it, a shit it, boss. it was about 15 16 times i would say it took me to kind of get that right. And then the other one was, I don't want to ruin it, but at the end of the Rani's quest line, there's a boss that you have to fight. And it's like, just just did me in so many Is times. it the one outside the tower without spoiling it? It's, no, it's the one, it's, it's like we, a we, we can't talk in, in spoilery circles here because like if we're not going to name things, we the audience don't know yeah. what the hell we're talking about. So we can't, we can't. No, no, okay. But like, so I've, I've, it's it's been like I'm just I'm obsessed like I can't could, stop so, thinking about so it. So could I like I don't know if I want the answer now. I, I was just about to ask you. So Chris White, could you offhand do you know how many hours and what level you're at? Because you obviously started this significantly later than well not as late, late say, as Lyle. I, when when uh, <laughs> when you when we got code, I pretty yeah. much started chipping in a couple of hours here okay. and there. Uh, I'm probably on about seventy hours. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fine. Move on. I don't understand. I don't... I'm like... What, what don't you understand? How I'm behind everyone when I... The only person who started before me was Mick. I, I don't... It, this, fuck this game. You, mean, you, you are about <laughs> to talk about a game no one has played. I'm not. But you will. Oh, that's fine. But so, but listen. Let's not get into the game of oh, the reason Adam hasn't played as much Elden Ring is because he's been reviewing so many games. Because Chris and Mick are right here. Oh, that's like, not I'm not what I'm even saying. I'm saying that, that shit. like it's not like we've got time machines. It's because you've been playing other stuff. I would yeah. watch a lot of TV at night when I, but I haven't been watching anything because I've just been playing this. Like mm, I was watch, so good. 
But now I've got now I'm watching Peacemaker. That will that will change a little bit. I keep seeing the trailer for that, and it does look good. It's phenomenal, man. It's it does yeah. look good. It's funny. It's so funny. Is it like? Is this the first series? Is it a new thing? It's the first series oh, okay. based so on Suicide Squad second film character Peacemaker, and it's just right. ace. And John Cena, like he does, he deserves all the awards because he is okay. absolutely amazing. Okay. He was but, never yeah. that good until this role. No, like, like it was like born for this. He was. Role. I like Ryan Sorry, Reynolds. Are we Deadpool? talking about wrestling? Because I will put a stop to this immediately. Yeah, we're well, no, no we're his, his John Cena's just acting. a wrestler. Okay, no, fine. Okay, no, no. Just, I just, just him as an actor. He's not had that role, but like he's all very generic until now, and he's just yeah. Okay. He's just, so funny. Just want it to be absolutely. Vin Diesel's brother. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Elden Ring, you're like I, I actually all joking aside, I do know. The reason I'm behind is because I got so pissed off with that giant. I actually haven't hadn't until recently played it for about a week. Like I really did. I went stone cold on it, and I've started again and doing other stuff. I still can't beat the giant. Still can't do it. I'm not. You know, just fuck that. Fuck that game. Um, but like, it is a good game. <laughs> so I mean, fuck that game. But <laughs> I love that game. Um, Lyle, hello. Well, how do you pronounce the game that? I, I'm great, mate. I just want to know. I want you to pronounce the game that you have been previewing playing. I, I'm not going to attempt it. So you, you... I have been previewing. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I looked it up just before we started recording, so I'm ready for this. I have been previewing Auden Chronicle Rising. Okay, it's Chronicle, A-U-Den. not Chronicles. A-U-Den. It's very easy to forget that it's a singular it's Chronicle. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> I, yeah, I it is. Except it's not. Except it definitely isn't. But it's a really good game. It is. So there was a Kickstarter a few years ago that was basically for this like new uh, Suikoden. That's how you pronounce that word. Um, game. Oh, I love that. that um, is it? Is that basically you like that? sort of a new equivalent? Mm. Yeah, Suikoden. Um, oh, suddenly, so suddenly yeah, I'm you, um, in a game there was going to be a, a new game that's never Because <laughs> Suikoden... Or it never happens. It's the first time for everything. Been, yeah, because like, Suikoden was like one of my favourite PS1 yeah. games ever. That and and the se- and its sequel. The 112 Stars of Destiny and all that lot. Fucking yeah. brilliant games. But now I want to play this. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sold it. So yeah, they're basically... This was a Kickstarter for... There was a Kickstarter for a game called Auden Chronicle. Uh, I think it's Hundred Something War or Hundred Warriors or something, uh, which is going to be a game that's similar to the very heavily inspired and has some of the developers who worked on some of the Suikoden games, which are like sprawling RPGs where you gather a lot of characters as you so go, essentially yeah. at, at a base level. But this loads and loads of characters but um this game is the yeah that's how many um well i don't think i ever did that well (laughs) um so yeah um this game isn't that game this is the action irpg pre like sort of prequel to the game that's coming out before the game and it's sort of more along the lines of a maybe a you know like the, the vanillaware games like an Odin Sphere or a Muramasa, like a two D sort of like quite combat heavy RPG with you know sort of like you know you walk side to side you'll gather materials uh, 
you go on quests. Like it all centers around this uh, old like mining town, basically that's run down, and you you sort of come in as this adventurer who's heard that there's treasure in the area, and uh, to be given access to the treasure, you have to sort of help out the town essentially. So a lot of it is that you'll you'll go into town, you'll find someone who maybe wants to open a store, so they'll want some they'll want some materials. So you go out into the forest, you you know adventure as far as you can, do a bit of combat, come back, and you know you get get sort of get stamps for this card that you take with you that's sort of showing that you're doing your job as helping out the uh, helping out the mining town and. As you progress, uh, the, it sort of starts out. It's quite simple. When you're going out, when when you're doing like the sort of the combat, you're fighting the enemies. Is when you've left the town. You um, you know, it's just sort of you've got one button for your attacks. You can do a dodge. It's fairly easy. And then, a couple of hours into the preview, which I'm pretty sure is just sort of, it, it's not like a segment from the middle of the game. It's right from the beginning. Uh, a couple of hours in, you get a second character who is called Garu and who's a like humanoid kangaroo with an eye patch and a massive fucking sword, so he's obviously amazing. Um, to hold again, and so and then when you when you yeah, and once you've got two, uh, so you, once you've got the two characters, your attack button's been the square button for the whole time, and then Garu is basically the triangle button. So you don't swap characters. It's basically like each character is their own attack, and then as you, you're sort of fighting enemies, you'll sort of, if you time it right, you can sort of almost do like a like a fighting game tag move to hit to go in and out of battle, and it's really cool. It's really good fun, and I mean, I've got to play, it's all in a preview sense, I've got to play like a sort of three or four hours, I reckon it was, the sort of slice I got to see. In the final game, there's a third character who's the mage, who I imagine is going to be the face button that I haven't been pressing yet, um but like i imagine there's going to be a lot of sort of tagging in as each character everyone has sort of their own special abilities like garu's weapon can break boulders so if if an enemy throws a rock at you you should be switching to him quickly to break it before it arrives at you and he can do a block cj who's sort of the more main character she's like a climbing she uses like climbing picks as a weapons and she can do like a really fast dash to dodge through things it so sounds... each character sort of has their own special abilities as well it sounds like um oh, what was the game that uh chris chris white you reviewed it a few times i think it was like um a very similar art style oh god i really loved it as well and i cannot remember the name it's... of it it had a really in, good in in yes Yes. In oh, I in I can oh my god. We're not gonna get it. The girl with all yep, characters. That's it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Invincible. In, indivisible. In, indivisible. Indivisible. That's indivisible. It. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's we are all fucking seventy year old men we now. Know <laughs> games. Yeah. We are good. In. We we know more about games than you. But yes, it sounds like that. It's it's kind <laughs> of that it sounds good. It's kind of that sort of thing in that you have gonna say it was it was turn based. No, it's action. He says. I, I just assumed yeah, that I it meant, was and that's be a what the thing, and especially when you said Swick, you know, Swickoda and yeah. what have you. So you said that two, two different ways like, now. Really yeah, is. well, I mean, like Lyle's saying it one way, and you've Mick, you've said that <laughs> two different ways now. Yeah, I think he said about four different ways. He keeps sort of twanging different ways every time he says it. <laughs> Suckerden. <laughs> Twanging yeah. sweet, different sweet, ways. Sweet, it's because he yeah. keeps saying Suikoden. I always say And I've heard people say Suikoden. So it's just I thought it was Suikoden. That's why when you guys said it before, I was like, okay. Sucky. I'll just call it Sucky. 
I like Sucky. Yeah. Sucky Dan. So basically, Dan. The... <laughs> not even me this time. Oh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not being funny. I'm disappointed <laughs> in him. It's not even me. Yeah. Where were you when Wife Quest was being played? You'd have loved yeah. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's going to be a game that's more like Suikoden anyway, which is the game following this. And this introduces like the character, some of the characters from that game. And I think there's some like items that will carry across and stuff like that. But this is sort of a weird prequel that I'm not really sure why it exists when I think... No. Not to say that it's bad, it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the full thing. But like when this uh, studio, I think it's Rabbit and Bear Studio, uh, did this Kickstarter to do this, you know, this game inspired by an RPG series a lot of people love. It's kind of weird that before that came out, they made a sequel that was more action-based and sort of mm. completely different genre. Kind of cool, though, and yeah, really good. Cool. Can't wait for it to come out. Um, on that note, we can move over to Mick, who's uh, been up to some Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, I believe. I have, yeah. Just reviewed it. Uh, it'll be, yeah, we passed it, but I guess we are. It's, yeah, it's I fucking good. hope so, because the video's live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what, I've lost, <laughs> You've lost, I've the lost plot what here, day man. week it is this week. It's, uh, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. So it, it's not it's not Borderlands 4. It's more like um, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep 2, actually. It's... it's um, it's really good. Like I know people have been. I never have because I really like Borderlands. Like I really like all the Borderlands games. Uh, but I know some people have been quite down on it. Borderlands Three didn't get quite as um, wasn't quite as popular as, as probably Borderlands Two. But it feels like a fresh. Like I said it in the preview a few months ago when you know I said it felt like a shot in the arm for Borderlands, and it, it really is. Like it's it's. It's very Borderlands, so you can't get away from that. But because of the change of setting, and and they've added a lot to it, like it's it's Borderlands with all the stuff that you expect in Borderlands. So you've got all the guns and the random loot and the silly like sense of humor and the the, the graphical style that Borderlands has. You've got all that stuff, but then they've just added stuff to it to make it different. And and it, they've done a really good job of it, I think. And I think I've, I've seen you know a few reviews and they've been it's been doing quite well better than i thought it would i thought it was going to be one of those that people probably love to hate because it's borderlands well, it, I, and it's I, an I easy think borderlands target now. doesn't have a middle ground i think you either like borderlands or you don't yeah and yeah. i think it's got to yeah. that point now. i mean i always joke and call it gearbox's one good ip but it is i mean oh. and, and it, you know and it's it is one of those things where you either talk to people and they say, oh, I really, really like Borderlands, or they just don't. There's nobody mm. who's like, oh, I'll take it or leave it. There's, that doesn't happen. you know. And But I do think if you like... I mean, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? If you like Borderlands, you like this. I think, and I said it in the review, I don't think it's going to win over any new fans. Like, if you're not already a fan of the universe and the characters, because Borderlands has some very irritating characters anyway. But... I kind of love Tiny Tina. I hate Claptrap, and I know a lot of people like Claptrap, and 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 he's in it. <laughs> Claptrap is there. Is. They're all there. You know, all the characters chip in, but it's it's weird because it doesn't it exists in its own little universe. Like, did you guys play the the Assault on Dragons no. Keep DLC for Borderlands Two? So it's not it's nothing to do with the Borderlands canon. It's nothing. It's 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 just Tina's version of 
Dungeons and Dragons. That's that's mm. basically what it is. It's bunkers and badasses. And and the the whole point of of Wonderlands is that you 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 are you never see your actual character in the game. You see your character in bunkers and badasses in the game within the game, but you never see your character actually in the game. And it's because Tina's on like a a bounty hunter's ship with two guys, two characters, a guy and a female robot, which sounds weird. Uh, Valentine, which is Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine Nine, and a character called Fret. And the ship has crashed, and they're stranded on this this alien planet, and they're waiting for rescue. And so, to while away the time, they play bunkers and badasses, which is basically it. But it's Borderlands humor, so it's kind of it's kind of weirdly meta. Like the game starts doing things that Tina's not in control of as the dungeon master. Like for the, at the beginning of it, she's in control and she's she decides the characters. And like at one point, she drops like a Cheeto onto the board and it becomes like an impassable barrier that you have to do a quest to get around and things like that. But then, like as the game goes on, the characters within Bunkers and Badasses start doing stuff that Tina's not like in control of. And obviously, it's because. Tina's kind of nuts, like every character in Borderlands is kind of just about on the level. Um, but it's quite interesting. It's got it's it's got some really good stuff in it. And it's it like I said, if you like Borderlands, if you like the Borderlands style of gameplay, that just sort of you know, it's it's just a series of rooms, but in a in like a in a it looks like a great big open area, but it's really just a sequence of rooms where they throw enemies at you and you kill them all, then you move on and do whatever else. And it's got all that stuff, but it's got a lot of new enemies. They've added stuff like they changed the grenade, so your grenade is now a, a spell. So you you equip a spell book instead of a grenade. But there's so many different spells, and they do so many different things. So instead of just having like an ice grenade or a, or a fire grenade or whatever, you've got like you can summon like little wyverns that dive bomb people, or you can freeze characters, or you can like you hit the ground and a great big you know geezer of fire comes out of the floor and. And then there's other things where you can just like siphon health off. And it's, there's all these different things that are inside the spell. And then you've got like your class abilities, which, because the classes are really cool. Like it's not just a case of like this guy's the fighter, that guy's the mage, that guy's a thief. You've got these weird like borderlandsy classes, like the Clawbringer, who's basically a big guy or girl with a hammer who's got a pet wyvern, and then you've got like the berserker, which is the melee sort of tank, which does frost damage primarily. But then at a certain point in the game, you pick a second class and they become... It doesn't merge the classes exactly, but you get all the skills and abilities of both. Right. If you know what I mean. Like, but you can't, you, you can't flick between the class abilities at will. You have to go into the menu and select it, uh, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Mm. But obviously, because you've got is it six classes or five classes? I can't remember. Now. I think it's six. So there's quite a good uh, spread of possibilities. Like there's quite a few different combinations of of these classes that you can throw together. And then obviously it's it's designed to be it's Borderlands, so you can play it solo, which I do, or you can play it with four people. And if you've got four people with different combinations of classes, there's quite a lot of skills and abilities firing off all at once. Uh, and it's 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 just good fun. Like I, I and I've been playing. <clears throat> I've put a hundred and twenty something hours into Elden Ring altogether across two characters. So I played like a lot of that, and a lot mm. of it has been very hard going. And mm -hmm. you know, I love it. And, and you know, but 
to go from that to something like Borderlands, it's just like it's just a completely different Wonderland, Tiny Tim's, not Borderlands, it's not Borderlands, Tiny Tim's Wonderland. But to transition from a game like Elden Ring to a game like this, I mean, I, I thought it was a breath of fresh air when I played Shadow Warrior 3, but that took me like six, six hours and it was done. Yeah. But this is this is just great because it is a big open world as well. It is it is it has got that Borderlands uh, formula of it just keeps opening up because you've got this overworld where you're like a little big-headed version of your character that walks around this overworld. And then you can go into settlements and towns or you get random encounters that happen on the board and there's puzzles and there's secrets and things to find. But then when you actually go into the areas, they're just traditional borderlands maps and they're huge like and there's there's so many of these different maps scattered about that you go into and then you might do a few quests in there then come back out to the overworld and then go back in later uh so and it's it's massive like it's a really big game and it's but it's just so much fun like it's it's just it's a laugh you know and, it, and the humor's on point i think borderlands gets a little bit of stick sometimes for not being or for, for overdoing the humour, like it can overcook the humour a little bit, but it does it does a really good job of sort of staying. I wouldn't say level; it's Borderlands, but it's it, it's it made me laugh a lot, and I I was expecting because Borderlands Three, I really enjoyed the game, but the humour, like I didn't really like, like the villains, whereas the villain in this is a lot more like he's just Handsome Jack. It's not Handsome Jack. But he's that almost exactly that character where he just, just sort of... a massive spoiler then. And was... No, no, <clears throat> no. He's he's the same. You know, how handsome Jack would just come in and then just insult you for a few lines and then just fuck off again. Yeah, mm. it's like that again. And he just, he just comes on to take the piss out of whatever you're doing, and then he goes off. And it's got all that. It's got like it's such a universe. Mm. Border. Characters and they bring them all back every game. Like they're all not. I appreciated seeing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Read the review. Fair first enough. I want to know about um, <clears throat> watch the sort video. of sacrifice, but I don't know how much. How come, um, what can you say? If that makes sense. <clears throat> Because this is a game that everyone sort of loved the original of. The the preview build. Yeah, Salt and Sanctuary. So the preview build is only it's very it's quite small. Um so it's weird because Salt and Sanctuary was fucking ages ago now, and I didn't realise it's like it was two two thousand fifteen or something that it came out. So it's quite a while ago now, it's nearly seven years old. And <clears throat> So I don't know how much people will remember, but I mean, it's basically it's two Dark Souls. That's that's almost exactly what it is. It's, and mm. Salt and Sacrifice is it's the same again. But you can see because this was a, like Scar Studios was a one man team, wasn't one man studio like James Silver, who's in, in my eyes is a fucking genius. Who um. Because he did, if you remember, like dishwasher smiles. Did dishwasher smile? Dish. Do you remember them? The the, the dishwasher games and what was it dish? I can't remember. But yeah, 
So yeah, James Silver. So he did Salt and Sanctuary all on his own. There's another studio involved in this one. So I don't know. I don't know if he's brought somebody else in or if he's working with other people. But it's bigger. Like there's a sense that Salt and Sacrifice is. I mean, I've only played. So you, you so the the preview build has a small section of the game. So it has like the hub town, and it has a couple of little dungeons, and then it's got. Uh, one main, which I figure is, is a main story boss, which you have to sort of beat to to unlock leveling up and things like that. It's very much like a Dark Souls game, but it's also got more of a story than Salt and Sanctuary had. So Salt and Sanctuary, I remember the beginning of Salt and Sanctuary, you were just on a ship with the, and the boat sank and then you woke up and they said, you've got to find this princess who was on the boat. I can't even remember if you ever did. And then you just basically go through a Dark Souls world in 2D killing bosses and and but whereas this is in this one you're so you at the beginning when you pick a class you pick your class and you make your character and then you pick a sin okay. you have to pick a you pick a crime that your character committed um and there's loads there's some they, they range from like murder to drunkenness you know there's this big range of <laughs> big range of That's crimes that, yeah it? <laughs> it's like, and it's like that so it's like murder forgery murder to having a couple of cans yeah perjury drunkenness one of them is like vagrancy so it has this like gamut of of sins but so you pick a crime and basically what it is is that feeds into how people react to you and what people say to you the NPCs. What did you pick? Uh, adultery, I think. Good lad. <laughs> so you can, and so, and because you've committed a crime, you've been shipped off to this place where you've become a marked inquisitor. It's called, and you've been branded, and the brand is kind of like the dark sign in Dark Souls. I, I, you back sorry, not to interrupt, but I love that you have got all this from a small slice and you've yeah. explained more than I could about the whole of Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just carry on. Sorry. So yeah, so you become a marked inquisitor and basically your job is to hunt down mages because mages in this world are overpowered. Like Blimey, someone's uh abomination. Fire giant. Yeah. Carry on, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so you're an acting quiz, that's your job. So you get to the, and there's like a little hub world, where a hub city, like settlement where there's, it's a, there's a lot of stuff missing from the beta build. Like there's there's no flavor text on a lot of the items. So I don't know what the fuck anything does. I'm picking stuff up and there's no way of, of knowing what it's for yet. Um, and there's a lot of stuff where you go up to a character and they go, oh, you must go to such and such village and find that, you know, like we were joking around the discord about Elden Ring at the beginning when everybody was saying, oh, you've got to find the, the crooked finger of whatnot from this guy in it. And everyone was kind of, that's kind of what this is at the minute in the beta of Salt and Sacrifice. I don't know what anything is. People are just telling me to do things. And then you go through it and I beat the first boss. See, I always thought Salt and Sanctuary, the bosses weren't that hard because of the 2D plane. It's a bit like Dead Cells in that respect. Like they can throw whatever they want at you, but because you're on a 2D plane, you're really just dodging forward and dodging back. And it's just a question of timing. You're not, you know, it's not like Dark Souls or Elden Ring where you've got the whole arena to sort of move around and then take cover behind things. You can't do that. You can just dodge back and forward. So I find I found the bosses in Salt and Sanctuary not that tough. And I feel like that was Salt and Sacrifice. The two bosses that are in it. It took me a few attempts. I didn't like murk them, but 
it was a similar thing. It was just a question of getting the timing and the spacing on their attacks, and then you're able to get through it. But it's it's got a lot more colour to it than Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary was a very grey game. It had that filter on it permanently. Um, this has it just feels a bit brighter. The, the the characters. I was going to say the sprites. Then, like it was 1996. The characters are the kind of the chunkier, and there's a lot more colour to them, and a bit more detail, and the world looks brighter, and it's got that. But it's fucking hard to fight the the standard enemies because you can right. so easily get overwhelmed on a 2D plane by two or three mm-hmm. enemies that are ahead of you. You hit one, the one that's slightly back can hit. And it's it's difficult to gauge distance properly when you've got a lot of enemies on you but yeah i i think it's i mean it's got me the, the beta has got me excited i i think it lasts for about an hour and a half i played it three times with three different characters um because you get you get to a certain door and and you try and open it and it says uh this door is bound by the power of the demo or something so you can't, you can't open it and go any further. <laughs> i like that i like that <laughs> yeah it's quite they do there's a few little bits like that where it's you know, i mean it's like I said, James Silver, I think he's brilliant. And what he did with Salt and Sanctuary was incredible for a one-man studio. I mean, it's it puts it puts a lot of big, probably AAA studios to shame at times in some of Salt and Sanctuary. And Salt and Sacrifice is, is going to do very similar. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, but it, like I said, I've played a beta. So it's it was yes. very, you know, it ran smooth and it, and it played fine. But it was, you know, there's things where they're going to have to balance. They're going to have to, they're going to put, that player text they're going to put into a bit more character things are going to make more sense when you play it narratively yeah absolutely okay um uh but it's good and i think it's i good. think i'm really excited to release in may now glad to hear um yeah it's, yeah it's may isn't it it's good um best till last kirby in the forgotten you, land man? what have you been playing what have you been playing adam it's the best till last right right it's like adam what have so... you been playing it's <laughs> not elden ring because that fucking fire giant just kirby. Is there a fire giant in kirby is there a fire giant in Kirby? It's, as says, there is fire in there Kirby. There is a fucking beat in it. Fuck you, is there a fucking, man. Is there a fucking finger butthole in Kirby? Jesus. A bit nasty. We're a bit narky, aren't we, here tonight? It's a bit... um. <laughs> yeah, Um. no, Kirby in the Forgotten Land is just one of those things where, like, you... you I don't... I don't know that, like, come the end of the year, everyone will be, like, raving about it the way they probably will be Elden Ring or something like that. But I do. It's it's one of those that you just like I I had it very early, so I had plenty of time to play it, which was quite quite nice because I never felt like I was had to rush to do anything. And and like if I had a couple of days where I didn't play it, and then I did play it, I'd be like, why have I not been playing this? It's so good, you know. It just feels so nice, and it really does give me that Mario Odyssey vibe of it's it's like because obviously Mario Odyssey is wider and bigger, the levels are bigger. But it kind of takes that idea of going around a level and finding all the moons, right? But it does it in a more... Uh, not linear. It does it in a more Mario 64 way. So, like, the level is... Mm. This is stage 1-2. It doesn't say that. Okay, it doesn't actually say, like, this is stage 1-2. Oh, actually, I think it does. Now I think about it. Um, But whatever. It's, it does that... And, and there's, like, five objectives in every level. One of them is to just finish it. Yeah, to get all the get the way through to the end of the level and then there'll be four others and they will range some of them they reuse and some of them are really clever and unique and and often they won't even tell you what they are until you like i i walked a duck to its mother and then it pops up going you've walked one duck of five it's oh that's one of the hidden objectives for this level right 
So there's a lot of that, but it's it's the way they've hidden this stuff. Like it's full of collectibles, and everything is hidden in that way. The and it's it's the one thing I think I, it's difficult to get across without showing, is that like in Mario Odyssey where you see something like you see a lump in the ground and you think what if I do the, like a stomp on that and you mm. do and a moon comes out, it's that kind of thing. Like you'll look off to the side and you don't you don't have full control. It's like you can sort of nudge the camera in a weird way, but it's like you don't bother because it doesn't do anything. Um, and it might even have been in my head, but you you see something and you sort of go, <laughs> I wonder. If I can do that, and they thought of that, and it does work, and it's it's like one of five, or or just opens up a door, or blows up a wall for you to get a, a like it's got like the little gacha egg things, you know, that you get out of a slot machine mm-hmm. twist, um, and it like I say, every time you think, I wonder, they've it's like that's it's been designed for you to go, I wonder, because they've already thought ahead of you and they've done, they've done that. That's exactly what they've done, um. And surprisingly, like because these are enclosed levels, it's not like an open world in the way that like Mario Odyssey is, right? So, so a lot of these levels are enclosed, and then all of a sudden you'll just spot this small little hole, and you'll think, "Wait, can I just?" And you walk off, and then you walk off that way, and you it's like the level loads to another sort of area, and it's like they they really have, like I say, thought of everything in that respect. Um. Then on top of that, there's these time trial levels, which is where I think the difficulty is, actually, because some of them are bloody hard, and the par times are brutal. Um, and they give you a special currency, which lets you upgrade Kirby's copy abilities. So you you, know, you you all know the sword, you all know he can be a ranger, he can shoot fire, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're all upgradable. All of them are upgradable. Mm-hmm. And they're really hard to hit par time on, like really hard, some of them. Some of them aren't. They also do stuff like within the game with the mouthful stuff, which is the other the major new thing, the mouthful thing. like I, w- I, d- I said it in the review. I don't want to say they're underused. Right? I, d- I don't think they're underused. But they're definitely not overused. Uh, and I feel like I could have had a bit... I think like if they'd have... But by the time you're in the last world, you are sort of running out of... of there's not much new. It is just a more difficult game and you have to use everything you've learned along the way kind of thing uh, but that's another thing is that it's actually like, i didn't die a lot but towards the end of the game i started to you know have to be a bit more careful whereas the rest of the game you can you know even on wild mode which is like i guess experienced mode it's it's very it's not it's not difficult um they do reuse a few bosses um they do reuse a sort of few boss rush ideas it, 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 but it's those little things that kind of stop it from being like, from stop me from going. Oh, this is on par with Odyssey. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. those little things. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, if you like platform games, like absolutely, this needs to be on your list to play because yeah, it it really does feel like it's going to scratch an itch. Like you say, like when you said that, Mick, about something else other than like Elden Ring. Like think of a completely different game. That that feels like to me going to be the the foil to Elden Ring next, I think, because it just feels like, mm. even if it's like Odyssey Light, which it sounds like it is, like that's still great. And I still think from what I've seen and what you've said, that it just looks like what I want to play right now, if that makes sense. This, this will, like, you know, knowing you as I do, this will be so up your street because mm. it is that thing of, it's collectibles. It's a collectathon. 
right? And I, and I don't mean that in a negative. Like, some people will go, oh, God. But, like, you either like that kind of thing or you don't. And I think if you like Odyssey, you do like that kind of thing, and you're kidding yourself if you say you don't. Because once you complete Odyssey, it is just a collectathon. It is about finding the, the secrets that are hidden throughout the world. Um, and I get that vibe from this. Like, I finished it, obviously, quite a while ago, but I'm not done with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick this up and chip away. It's It's got local co-op as well, I should mention, which is fine. Ooh. It's kind of... Is it proper co-op or is it, it asymmetrical? Or... How, how do you mean? Well, like when it's Mario, sometimes it's like, you know, you control a star rather than Mario. No, it's, it's, it's not quite that. Like you play a Waddle Dee as, as the co-op buddy. Oh, obviously yeah. Obviously no, you I don't have the, that, yeah. you don't have the, like you can't suck up powers. You can't do the copy abilities, mm. but you do have a spear and you can do like a flying attack. And, and it's, it's, um, it's fine. It, it kind of, I want to say the old Lego games where if you went off screen, it would warp you to them. I think it was them before they because they started doing that dynamic split screen. Now I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it should have that because I don't think that's what this oh, game yeah. is here for. But like it does do that if you go and it, it's it's quite tight. I think it's a sign around. You what? I think Mick's internet's gone mad. You know? um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna make an Elden Ring joke. Making an Elden Ring joke, I think. Everything froze. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Like, I, I think. <laughs> Don't worry. I think. Continue. I think the, I think the co-op is designed for maybe like parent and child. Um, yeah. Because it feels yeah, very tethered, yeah. and of course it makes it easier because it's not like it's not like so Elden like Ring. Where, Ring. No, because it's not like Elden Ring where the bosses have double health or whatever. <laughs> it's it's um, it's not that at all. It's just a nice little added feature. I I, I be honest. If it weren't so tethered, they could have made it online. There, there are there is online functionality. Like it, it counts stats. This game, in a in a in a really weird way. Like it, there's lo- there's mini games and stuff. And like the one of them's a fishing mini game, because of course, and it tells you like what the biggest fish has been caught, and like it tells you how many coins have been collected from anyone connected online. And there's this weird little like present system where you can get part. I think they're going to release passwords online. And you can put it in, and you get you get like items that you can use in the game. So that's, it's, it's, it's some weird stuff. There's a lot of fan stuff. There's a lot of you know, if you if you're a fan of Kirby, you'll be like, oh, that's great, that's cool. Mm. Um, it's just lovely. It's lovely. It's playable. It is. It's a bit slower than like a Mario. Kirby doesn't move as fast. You know, when you jump and you sort of do your floaty thing, it's very slow. You don't want to be doing mm. that very long because it's too slow. But like, as a as a game, like it's just thoroughly lovely and enjoyable and like, i really haven't got a lot bad to say about it aside the fact that it just ever so slightly loses its way towards the end and not in a bad way like just 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 a bit you know there's not many games that you just call lovely these days no. you know what i mean like mm. it, that's a rare thing to hear. it's just it's just a nice game to play like it's, yeah everything like we said earlier everything at the moment is open world or it's an indie roguelike or there's yes yeah, i mean there's, i, I there's, probably there's, won't play kirby no but it, it, it's it sounds nice, but there's not there's like there's not a, there's not a minute went by that I wasn't enjoying myself playing this game, mm. you know, and that's that's a and, and not being funny. Play the demo if you if you play the demo and you really didn't like it, cool, don't buy it. But like I really find it hard to imagine a platform fan would play the demo and not go, it's just great. I, I'm because like the demos I think a few levels from the first world and that first world that I was able to preview that time, I played through that first world and I was like. Holy shit! I was 
not expecting it to be this good. Like, I don't really tend to like the Kirby games. I remember the DS one that you could draw. I can't remember. You could draw lines for him. I can't think what it was called. Yeah. Kirby Touch. So, yeah, like canvas, canvas paintbrush curse? or rainbow canvas paintbrush curse? or something. Was that? Oh, canvas <laughs> curse. Yeah, I think and, it was like, power like, paintbrush. Yeah, that's right. US, it, well, it did have a different name. Yeah, and um, and like Epic Yarn, I never played, but I played Yoshi's ones, and they're they're good games. But again, they're too easy um to be like thoroughly enjoyable. But like, I I don't. I've just always found that Kirby felt like the the, the game they designed for a younger audience because it was too e- so easy. And this one, it, it's not hard. But although I will say there is challenge available if you want it, um, but it's just it's just lovely. It's just yeah, it's lovely. Um, and on that note, that's the end of a podcast. We have got some listener correspondence that we will do uh, when we are having a few less technical issues. Um, and <laughs> hey, if you didn't notice them, it's just how good I am. You'll you'll have noticed them. You'll have noticed them. Just to be absolutely clear. Um, but we'll save them until next week when we've got a few less games to talk about. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash godasageek where you can hear this podcast early. You can get involved in our Discord there where we've got a lovely community of just lovely people. The, the Kirbys of the gaming podcast community world. Does that work? There are worse things to call them. And Lyle. And Lyle, yeah. Hey. Okay. The dark souls of, of yeah, online Lyle's community. The dark souls of podcasts. <laughs> anyway... <clears throat> I'll take it people love dark Uh, thank you to Chris Chris, (laughs) Lyle and Mick for being here for this podcast and chat about their games and to everybody else we will speak to you next week or whenever you choose to listen bye for now bye